God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Welcome to Living Life. From today on, we are going to meditate on the book of Ezra. The book of Ezra is also called the book of Exodus number two because it records the Jewish people's second major exodus, not from the captivity of Egypt, but from the captivity of Babylon into the promised land. The book starts with the decree of the King Cyrus of Persia that Jewish exiles may return to their homeland and build a temple. In this book, Ezra talks about two different returns to the promised land. The first was led by Zerubbabel to rebuild God's temple, and the second was led by the priest Ezra more than 50 years later to deal with the people's spiritual attitude. Jewish and Christian traditions say that Ezra wrote this book. In the fifth century BC, he wrote to the Jewish people who had just returned from Babylon to remind them of God's faithfulness, the importance of worship in the temple, and obedience to the Lord. This was a short introduction of the book of Ezra. Now, let's read today's passage. Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and also to put it in writing. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says, The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up to Jerusalem and Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem, and may their God be with them. And in any locality where survivors may now be living, the people are to provide them with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with free will offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Then the family heads of Judah and Benjamin, and the priests and Levites, everyone whose heart God had moved, prepared to go up and build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. All their neighbors assisted them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with valuable gifts in addition to all the freewill offerings. Moreover, King Cyrus brought out the articles belonging to the temple of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem and had placed in the temple of his God. Cyrus, king of Persia, had them brought by Mithridath, the treasurer, who counted them out to Sheshbazar, the prince of Judah. This was the inventory. Gold dishes, 30. Silver dishes, 1,000. Silver pans, 29, gold bowls, 30, matching silver bowls, 410, other articles, 1,000, 
In all, there were 5,400 articles of gold and of silver. Sheshbazar brought all these along with the exiles when they came up from Babylon to Jerusalem. Welcome back to Living Life. From the beginning of the book of Ezra points out a really important historical fact, namely the proclamation of freedom of the Jewish exiles in Babylon. Let's read verse 1. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and also to put it in writing. In the first year of uh, Cyrus, king of Persia, the king Cyrus made a proclamation throughout the Persian Empire, which is strongly related to the fulfillment of the prophecy spoken by Jeremiah. What is the prophecy? The prophet Jeremiah said something in Palestine 70 years before King Cyrus made the proclamation. The King Cyrus also said something in Persia, far away from Palestine, 70 years after Jeremiah's prophecy. And Ezra says that the statements of both Jeremiah and Cyrus are strongly related. Okay, let's find out first what Jeremiah said in Palestine seven years before King Cyrus' proclamation. Let's read Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 11 and 12. This whole country will become a desolate wasteland, and these nations will serve the king of Babylon 70 years. But when the 70 years are fulfilled, I will punish the king of Babylon and his nation, the land of the Babylonians, for their guilt declares the Lord, and will make it desolate forever. Jeremiah said that Palestine, the country of Jewish people, would become a desolate wasteland. Why? Because Jewish people went astray from God and worship other gods. Therefore, God would send Babylonians to totally wipe out the country and take Jews into captivity and serve Babylonians for 70 years. But after 70 years, God would also punish the king of Babylon and his nation and set the Jewish people free from their captivity in Babylon. Is this all? No. Let me read Jeremiah 29, verse 10. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. Yes. God is so gracious and merciful, he will punish Babylon and set the Jewish people free and bring the Jewish exiles back to their promised land, namely to Palestine. Is this really happened? Let's read Ezra chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says, The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up to Jerusalem in Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem, and may their God be with them. And in any locality where survivors may now be living, the people are to provide them with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with free will offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. King Cyrus uh, said that the Jewish people could return to their homeland and build a temple. But if they won, if, but if they won, this is exactly what Jeremiah prophesied 70 years ago. And this amazingly happened. In 
559 BC, King Cyrus became the king of Persia. After 20 years of his reign, in 539 BC, he conquered Babylon and expanded his kingdom and made a Persian empire. Following year, in 538 BC, King Cyrus issued a proclamation of freedom. He released the Jewish captives, uh, allowing the exiles to return to their homeland. This is not only found in the Bible, but also in secular historical resources. In 1879, a clay inscription was found in excavations at Babylon, today's Iraq. And it says that King Cyrus allowed not only Jews, but also captives of other foreign nations to return to their homeland if they wished. This clay is called Cyrus Cylinder. But why did King Cyrus issue the proclamation of freedom? What is the cause? There are both social political reasons and religious and spiritual reasons. I will let you know both of them. First, social political reasons. By allowing all exiles to return to their homeland, King Cyrus would build political loyal, public loyalty for his regime. He just conquered Babylon a year ago. He needed people's recognition as a new king. Therefore, he set people free from their captivity so that people could become loyal to him. Secondly, King Cyrus would like to build a strong buffer zone between him and surrounding empires. For instance, by sending Jews to their homeland, he could build a strong buffer zone between Persia and Egypt, the rival empire with Persia at that time. There is also religious and spiritual reason. This is what Josephus, the first century Jewish historian said. I just summarized his statements. It is basically King Cyrus uh, read Isaiah's prophecy written 100 years before King Cyrus was even born. What was the prophecy? Let's read Isaiah 45, verse 13. I will raise up Cyrus in my righteousness. I will make all his ways straight. He will rebuild my city and set my ex exiles free. But not for a price or reward, says the Lord Almighty. Isaiah prophesied 100 years before Cyrus was even born that God would raise a king, his name is Cyrus, and he would rebuild the city of Jerusalem and set the Jewish people free. Josephus said that Cyrus must have read this prophecy. Is this true? The probability is very high. When Cyrus was reigning in Persia, do you know who was the prime minister at that time in Persian Empire? Yes, Daniel was the prime minister. He was the second man in charge. Therefore, he had a close relationship with king. On top of that, we see in the book of Daniel that King Cyrus had a tremendous respect to Daniel and to the God of Israel. So King Cyrus could have read Isaiah's prophecy through Daniel and could have believed in Daniel's God. But it is also possible that this could be a speculation. However, let's, let me tell you what we do know from the scriptures. First, Ezra said in verse 1 that it was God who moved King Cyrus's heart to free the Jewish captives. Second, in verse 2, King Cyrus acknowledged that Yahweh is the God of heaven and the source of his power and his reign as king over the Persian Empire. Thirdly, in verse 3, King Cyrus ordered the returning exiles to rebuild the temple of the Lord. King Cyrus knew that the presence of the Lord was an absolute essential if the people were to rebuild their nation and live there continuously. In summary, it was God who fulfilled the promise to his people. 
God has, God is, and God will be fulfilling every prophecy, every promise, and every judgment. Every prediction concerning past history has been fulfilled, and every prediction concerning future history will be also fulfilled. Lastly, every promise concerning you and me will be also fulfilled in God's timing and in God's way. As God has stirred King Cyrus's heart in order to fulfill his prophecy, his promise to his people, God will st uh, stir your heart and God will stir the hearts of people around you in order to fulfill his promise. Let me wrap up today's message with a few questions. Do you believe that God has planned for you and He will fulfill His promise? Do you still believe that God is still in control in this world and in your life? Lastly, how did God, lately, how did God stir your heart in order to do His will? Let's pray. Dear God, you have fulfilled all the promises all the prophecies, and all the predictions. Help me to trust you and hold on to your promise each and every day. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Dream.